you guys can go ahead. They're going to roll in a video for us and uh, play that, and then we'll go right into the Word of God. Once again, you see a theme. Thanks, Mom. Thanks just for everything that you do. All right, let's bow our heads and let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, God, we ask that you would just bless us, encourage us. God, we ask that you would touch everybody that's here today. Bless all the women, all the mothers, all the men, all the children. God, allow the word of God to permeate our hearts and our soul and encourage us and uplift us. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Let everybody say Amen. Let me do that again. Let everybody say amen. Amen. That sounds wonderful. All right. Come on with our Bibles in our hands. Repeating after me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. This is a beautiful one. I will have what it says I will have. I'm a part of Deliverance Temple, where we love by living our vision every day. We connect with our Creator continually. We confess our deliverance consistently. We commit to serve creatively. We communicate Christ's love compassionately. Father God, feed me your word. If you believe you're going to be fed, go ahead and make some noise. Praise the Lord. Before we go forward, I heard through the grapevine that at the Mother's Day brunch that someone asked about the four C's and not everybody was able to get the four C's, but we say them every single Sunday. So you should get to the place where it becomes second nature, becomes something that you memorize because it's not just happenstance. They are a reason why we have them because it's a part of the vision that we are living. But having said that, let's get right to the word. I'm going to have them uh, start off, and it's another just quick a little thing they're going to put on the screen. And it says, Mom... Happy Mother's Day. But in the bottom of the mom, it's the mom is actually flipped upside down. 
and then it spells wow. If you flip wow upside down, it spells mom. Flip mom upside down, it spells wow because of the way the W's and the M's look. They look just alike. And as I was thinking about what to share with the women, the mothers, and everyone, the first thing that I thought of was just wow. Wow. Women of worth. Somebody say that when me. Say wow. wow. Women of worth. Before I get into that, I just want to say wow as it relates to childbirth to begin with. Being in the room with the three children that we had, it never ceased to amaze me all that you all go through to be mothers. Each and every time I was in the room thanking God, I was a male. Thanking God, I, the shoe was not on the other foot. Thanking God, I was not in the place my wife was. But when you think about the in intricacies of a whole nother human being living on the inside of you for nine months and all the weeks, all the gestation period, and then pushing the baby out. When you think about that, you just have to simply say, Wow, it's amazing that you are made the way you're made to bring life forth the way you bring life forth. And like I said it earlier, I don't care what they do in this new age. There's some stuff you just can't get around. Everybody needs somebody, some mama somewhere to bring them forth. You may like robots, but you didn't come for a robot. You didn't come from Amazon Prime. You didn't come from the stork flying through the air. Somebody had to carry you and to birth you out, and it simply leaves me with this, wow. It is amazing. Life is amazing. I'm not a person to beat people up about abortions and all that. I don't get into the whole political scene, but I will say it is amazing that people are allowed to bring forth a life. It's amazing that life is living on the inside of people. It's amazing how the whole thing works. It's amazing how God has orchestrated, and it simply leaves me with the word wow. But as I thought of wow, it's women of worth because not everybody's a mother. But the fact that you have the potential to be a mother makes you a woman of worth. And if I'm talking to women, does that uh, leave out the men? No, because spiritually speaking, men, we have wombs as well. We can allow things to incubate inside of us. Dreams can grow inside of us. Ideas, businesses can grow inside of us. So the whole thing that God instituted, the way it works, it is just simply amazing. And it leaves me saying, wow. So let me uh, put up a definition because I said women of worth and I want to give us a definition of worth. And here's two definitions. One, deserving to be treated or regarded in the way specified. In other words, a high level of deserving. But here's what it is uh, in the definition two explains it. The level at which someone or something deserves to be valued or rated. And so when we say women of worth, worth is there is a certain level 
that I should be treated, valued, or rated. And life may have devalued you, but you have to learn how to get your worth up. You have to understand what you are worth. And I like a lot of things in life. And one thing I've noticed, there are some things that never go on sale. That, that, that there will not be sales for certain things because they understand their worth and their value. If you can't raise your level up to get it, you don't need it because some things will never go on sale. Well, women, if you know your worth, there are some things about you you will never put on sale. There's some stuff you will never settle for. If you can't come up to my level, I'm no longer going down to your level. I've tired of it. I've done it long enough. I done tried all these men. I done went down. I tried to change him and try to change him. But listen, if you can't rise to my level, it's, I'm sorry for you. I'm not dumbing myself down another day, another year, another week, another hour. I have a certain standard, and that standard needs to be reached. But when you don't know your worth and you don't know your value, you'll settle for anything. When, when you know, I, I'm one of those people that I am, I'm kind of easygoing. And so sometimes I'll be at the cash register and something doesn't sound right. It sounds like about $2 more, but I ain't got time to argue with them. I'll just go on and take it because it's only $2. But over a period of life, them $2 add up. And I've learned that, no, I want you to fix this. I just don't look right. Pull out the receipt and look at it. I used to be bad about it. i just go grab stuff and leave and Devin be like, no, look at the receipt. Did they even charge it right? I hadn't paid attention. But now that I know my worth and my value, I done got a little picky. I done got a little petty about some stuff. I, I was looking at something I purchased at Walgreens. It was supposed to be uh, three uh, it was supposed to be buy two, get one free, and they gave me buy two, get 50% off. That was good, but that ain't what the sticker said. And so I'm walking out the store, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not taking that. And I went back, and I was like, I need y'all to fix this. I need you to check this. Something don't feel right because I'm learning my value. It may not have been a lot, but there's some stuff I just can't settle for anymore. Your service wasn't good enough. Your, your job wasn't good enough. I got to say something because I'm learning my worth. Now, when you learn your worth and understand what you're worth, and this is what this sermon is to do for you, especially you women, is to remind you of your worth. Baby, I'm worth it. Just the women, can you just say that with me? Say, baby, I'm worth it. I'm worth a nice trip. I'm worth a nice meal. I'm worth a call. I'm worth a smile. I'm worth my door being open and my door being closed. I'm worth a compliment. I'm worth being talked well to. I'm worth it because I work for my worth. It's one thing if you didn't work, but you done been through hell and high water and back to hell again. Baby, you deserve whatever you got coming to you in this season. And so let's start off with giving us reasons why you are worth it. Number one, point number one is because of this, your willingness to love. 
Women, you love sometimes with reckless abandon. You love like nobody loves. Mamas love like nobody's business. And you're willing to love. You're willing to love unlovable people. You're willing to look past stuff and love people. You are so much like God. God's spirit is in you. You are willing to love. Let's look at Luke 13, 34. And I have Sister Mitchell, Mother Mitchell, read this. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. So Jesus is telling the story. And he said, I wish I could have loved you the way that I wanted to, but you wouldn't let me. In other words, the problem wasn't with my love. The problem was with your receiving. And let me add this, and we're going to do this every time we give you the point, and then I'm going to add a thought. Here's a thought I'm adding. Often women are more willing than able. Go ahead and put that on the screen. Often women are more willing than able. In other words, they're willing to love, but folk won't let them. My, my, my children, they loved me until they got 18. I, I'm trying to help them, but now they don't want me to bother them. They don't want me in the business. They don't want me calling them. They don't want to be around me. I would still love them, but they done got grown and they don't need me. I'm willing, but I'm not always able. And sometimes mothers and sometimes women, the pain that you have is love rejected. You put the love out there, but the folk just wouldn't receive what you was trying to give. You got a man in your life. You don't love him every which way you can love him, and he still want to cheat on you. He still want to talk ugly to you. He still don't want to do right by you. He still forgets your birthday and your anniversary. The fault wasn't with you. The fault was with them. And Jesus said the same thing. I wanted to gather you like a mother hen gathers their chicks, but you just wouldn't let me. Now, now, women, I, you ain't got to say amen. I'm preaching for you. But I know there's some folk in your life that you wish they would let you love them the way you trying to love them. And the reason why you're on their case and in their ear is because you love them, but they don't want to listen to you. And it pains you to always have your love rejected. You giving everything you know how, doing everything you know how. And here's the thing. When they bump their head, they're going to have to come back to you to borrow money. When they mess up, you're going to have to be the one to visit them in the jail cell. All you want them to do is let you you love them the way they need to be loved yes. and sometimes they just won't let you but what's so interesting to me about women is you're still willing to love even though people don't always let you love them the way you want to love them you still keep on trying you can't stop a real mama from loving 
You can't stop a real woman from loving. Sometimes I want to pray it off of you so you leave that foolish man alone, but I can't stop it because the way you love, you love like God loves. Your love is unconditional. It's high-level love. And when you have high-level love, you are deserving of getting some good stuff to come your way. All right, let's go to point number two. Not only do you have a willingness to love, you have a willingness to actually nurture. It's not just any kind of love. It's a nurturing love. It's, it's a special kind of love. Let's um, give us a definition of nurture to show you what this means. It's the process of caring for and encouraging the growth or development of someone or something. In other words, where a woman finds you is not where a woman plans on leaving you. How a woman finds you is not how a woman plans on leaving you. If you let a woman love you and nurture you, you let a mama love you and nurture you, she going to develop you. Let me say it to you like this. Way. She'll love the hell out of you. You, you can't act like you want to act. You can't do what you want to do because the love will develop you. The love will make you think twice. There's some stuff that I wanted to do, but I thought, what would my mama say? What would my mama think? And I was tired of my mama being in my head when I was trying to do dirt, but it was the way she loved me and nurtured me. She told me there's some places you don't belong. There's some stuff you don't need to be doing. And when I got away from her and tried to do it, I didn't feel right doing it because she loved me to life. She let me know there's some stuff you just can't settle for. She loved me and nurtured me and developed me. And that's that's what a good mother and that's what a good woman will do. Let's, let's go to a verse to give us a good contrast. Ephesians 6 and 4. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now it's interesting. I'm talking about mothers, but then all of a sudden we hear this thing about fathers. And so here the scripture says, Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture of the Lord, that nurture and admonition of the Lord. So why am I talking about Mother's Day and bringing up a scripture about fathers? Because this shows me something. God never had to tell mamas to nurture. God had to tell daddies that. Because daddies, we love a little different. We love, we love but sometimes we lead with anger. In other words, she will love the hell out of you. I'll try to beat the hell out of you. And sometimes it takes a woman to tell the daddy, no, chill out. Back off a little bit. Give him another chance. Give him some grace. It's something about a mama. My mama done got me out of some whoopings. My wife done spared my children from some whoopings because it's something about a mother. And God had to tell the fathers, hey, don't, don't, don't get to the place where you leave wrath with the children. Nurture them. But he never had to tell the women that. Mamas already know. Mamas will rub your wound. 
My mama will, will, will take their hands and pull snot out your nose and wash their hands later. It, it's something like a, the love of a mama, the love of a woman. It makes me sit back and just say, wow, y'all, y'all are amazing. And you're so much like God. And what's so interesting is when we read scripture, we mainly hear it from the male perspective and from the male point of view because all the writers were men. Back in the day, women didn't have the rights they have now. So all the writers were men, so we only see it from the male perspective. And when we talk about God, we say he. When we talk about Jesus, we say he. So we don't see the feminine side of God. But God is both mama and daddy. He is our father, but he's got the mother in him too. And when you mothers, you women, when you love the way you love, you are showing the world what God looks like. God is love. And when a woman loves the right way, it shows us the what God really is. Shows us that powerful thing. All right, so here's the thought that I need to add for this. Often for women, nurture is just second nature. You, you, you give me a plant, it'll be dead in four days. Give it to a nurturing woman. She can take that plant. Actually, she can take my dead plant and bring life back to my dead plant and put it back in my hands and I'll kill it again and have to take it back to her. Because women, it's a second nature to actually nurture. Y'all, it's in your DNA. You don't leave stuff like you found it. You, you elevate stuff. You take a man with a bachelor pad. He'll have one picture over here, one chair, one raggedy table. Let a woman get in there. She'll turn that thing all the way around looking like he'll flip the house all upside down. It's something about the nurturing nature of a godly woman. If I give you a lemons, you'll find a way to make lemonade and sell it and make it the best lemonade on the block. You know how to turn stuff into something. And the problem with this world is devalued our women. And I'm trying to let you know you're more than just a tight dress. You're more than just the way your shape looks. You are somebody in God. Down in your DNA, we would have died if it wasn't for the women. We would have failed if it wasn't for the mothers. What people don't know is it was the women that saved this economy. Over in World War II when the men had to go off to war and they didn't know whether we would win or not, it was the women that stepped up and got in the factories. The reason why the tank could run because a woman showed you I can do more than bake a cookie. I can make a tank part. I can save this nation. If it wasn't for the women, where would we be? Not just any women, the black women. Baby, we'd still be slaves if it wasn't for a Harriet Tubman that came and was causing slaves to get snatched away from slavery and move into freedom. Thank God for the mothers. Thank God for the ladies. Thank God for the women. We couldn't do what we do without you. Amen. And let me add this. That's why the devil fights y'all so hard. Because you mean so much. All right, let's go to point number three. So we have willingness to love, willingness to nurture. Here's this, willingness to comfort. 
Let's give us a definition of comfort. Ease the grief or distress of, console, improve the mood of, or restore a sense of well-being. It's something about the comfort that a mother brings to the table. And this is what's interesting. My wife could be in the bathroom trying to mind her business. My kids could be playing in front of me. They could fall and they bruise their knee and they'll run right by me to go find mama. And Devin want to know where your daddy at. But they don't want daddy. They want somebody that can comfort them. They, they don't trust me. I'll try it, but they don't want me around because I don't have that same level of nurture and comfort that the mama does. It's something about mama's hands. It's something the way mama will rub the knot on your head. It's something the way mama will rub the alcohol on your cut. And even though it stings, she'll talk to you and make you feel okay that you're going to make it. It's something about the comfort of a mama, the comfort of a woman that'll change your life that'll make you feel like I can do it that'll make you feel like I can make it it's something about it and here's another thing not only does the world try to devalue you it tries to keep you silent but we need your words we need your comforting words now some of y'all know y'all can know how to nag too y'all know how to get on folks nerves too but hopefully you learn how to use your words of comfort to encourage a man. Let me tell you something. There's some stuff that men know they don't know how to do. Know they don't want to do. But because their woman said something in their ear, it made them feel like they could conquer the world. It made them feel like they could do anything. It's something about being encouraged by a mama. Be encouraged by a mother. Talk to daddy about it, man. I don't think you can do that, Andre. I don't. I don't think that makes sense. But mama said, baby, I think you can do it. I think you can make it. It's something about that encouragement. Let me give you a quick story. Something happened yesterday. So uh, my, my daughter was telling me that was, there was a lot of uh, bees and flies in the backyard by where her football, she threw her football and it got back there. And she's like, daddy, I'm not going to go get it because there's a bunch of bees and flies over there. So I was like, yeah, we'll just get it later. But she's like, I want you to come and look out the window. And when we look out the window, it wasn't just bees and flies. It looked like a dead animal back there. And so she opened the thing up, and I looked, and she's like, that's a bunny. And I'm looking at him like, that ain't no bunny. That thing is big. And so I told her I was going to go outside, and when I looked at it, it was a dead raccoon. Huge. And I'm thinking, I can't leave a dead raccoon in my backyard. But listen, I, let me be honest with y'all. I'm not the wildlife person. I'm a preacher. I preach. I don't get my hands. So if somebody asks me, do you like the fish? I say, yeah, but I don't like to touch fish. They say, well, you don't like the fish then. Long as the flip, once I catch the fish, somebody else take it off the line. I don't like all that. So I'm not that type of person, but I'm the man of the house. So I called Dylan. I was like, Dylan, we got to help get this out. I didn't do it by myself. <laughs> Me and Dylan. But it, anyway, as I was going to, to do it, Devin comes to the window. And Devin begins to talk through the window. It's like, y'all can do this. It was something about her talking through the window. Even though I didn't want to do it, it gave me more courage. 
And see, I wanted to back out, but she kept on telling me how I could do it. It made me know I could do it. Now, I got me a little uh, shovel, and I'm trying to pick the raccoon up. And the first time I, it rolled over and I saw its face, I took off. <laughs> Jesus. I... But David said, Andre, you got it. You can do it. And guess what? We got it up because the comforting words of a woman put some courage down in my spirit. If it wasn't for a woman in some of our lives, we would have quit. We would have thrown in the towel. We would have gave up. We would have ran away. But a woman said, you can do it. A woman said, I'm standing behind you. A woman said, preach, pastor. A woman said, you look good, daddy. It's something about a woman and a mother in your life that will make you conquer anything. So thank God for the women. And thank God for Devin. Now, when I was screaming, she was screaming too. She was on the other side. She was screaming, but she said, you can do it. Let's go, let, let, let's go to Isaiah 66 and 12. This is what the Lord says. I will give Jerusalem a river of peace and prosperity. The wealth of the nations will flow to her. Oh, yeah. Her children will be nursed at her breast, carried in her arms, and held on her lap. Let's look at verse 13. Read that. I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. So God is saying, just like a mother does, I'm going to do that. Let's put up the thought that goes with this one. Often we can trace the peace and prosperity we experience to the comfort of a woman in our life. A woman will talk you in the money. Now, sometimes they'll talk you out of money, but that's not the, that ain't the sermon we're talking about today. But they'll talk you into a good job, talk you into something, encourage you to do. To do. Uh, um, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, Brother Doug and his son who are, uh, who've got a business cutting grass, but, uh, but his wife and, um, and uh, Jaden's mom calls herself the momager. She don't want to go put it together. She don't want to make sure they got the yards together. She, she don't want to go help them. She, she making sure the money come in. Yeah, they got to do the work, but she going to make sure it all gets together. It's something about a woman in your life that sometimes will lead you right into peace and prosperity because they learned how to comfort. Now, I do. I'm celebrating y'all, but I got to turn a corner real quick. If all the men in your life leave you because you always complicate everything, everything that means something you're not doing something right because you're supposed to bring peace to the situation you're supposed to make a man feel at ease you're supposed to make a man feel like he can conquer anything that's why you can't talk and hook up with the wrong man because we don't need a fool thinking he's gonna be a king you got to be with the right one but if you get the right man and the right woman together a team Boy, I tell you, they can, they can turn this world right side up if you get the right people together. Yes. And that's why the devil fights relationships so much because he don't want the right folk to get together and stop chasing the wrong people and get with the right people and you'll make everything work well. I was listening to Bishop T.D. Jakes and his wife talk 
about how they are a team. And the reason why he's as successful as he is is because she knows her role and plays her role. The reason why I'm as successful as I am because my wife knows her role and plays her role and does it well. And the reason why some of y'all are as successful as you are because you had a mama in your life that knew her role and played her role and pushed you where you need to be. Can I get an amen? All right, moving right along, point four. There's a willingness to give. Now, daddies can get a little stingy. But mamas, mamas will give. Well, you know what, like uh, my, my son Dylan, he's got, uh, he's got a growing foot. So he was in tens one minute, next thing you know, he's in elevens. And, you know, Devin's buying more shoes. I'm like, well, he's going to have to squeeze his foot in the old one for a little. <laughs> I mean, like, we just bought him some. But that ain't where your mama think my boy is not going to school with his feet hurting. Just even though I bought him some shoes two months ago, I'll buy some more. There's just a willingness to give. And mama sometimes will give everything to them children. And don't let some grandchildren come along. Boy, I mean, they'll put everything on them babies and give. It's just something. There's a willingness to give. And it's actually a beautiful thing. And it's very akin to the godliness that we see in our Father God. It's the mothering side of him as well. Let's look at Proverbs eleven sixteen. This is from the Passion Translation. It says this. A gracious, generous woman will be honored with a splendid reputation. But the woman who hates the truth lives surrounded with disgrace, and by men who are cutthroat, only greedy for money. Yeah, so the giving woman and the gracious woman and the generous woman, she ends up getting around the type of man that wants to help her and fund her dreams. Let me say something else to you, you women. If you always got to pay all the bills for the man you with, something wrong with your man. Now, I'm not saying that a man got to do everything, but it's something about a man that wants to give the woman the, 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 give her her dreams. And so you might be with the wrong one if he always begging for you for all your stuff. And so, but a gracious giving woman, she doesn't get around them greedy men. She ends up getting around and attracting the right people. Let's move on because it's, it's another deep thing I want to take us to in uh, 1 Samuel 24 a. When the child was weaned, Hannah took him to the tabernacle in Shiloh. So Hannah was wanted a child real, real bad. And she ended up uh, being the mother of Samuel. She uh, couldn't have children. Her womb was locked. And she wanted a child real bad and finally ended up having a child. First thing she did, she took that child to church. Let's look, look what happens in verse 26. Sir, do you remember me? Hannah asked. I am the very woman who stood here several years ago praying to the Lord. All right, verse 27. I asked the Lord to give me this boy, and he has granted my request. Verse 28. Now I am giving him to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worship the Lord there. The whole reason why we have christenings today is because this woman, who all she wanted was a child. That was her hope and dream is I have a child. And when she got the child, she said, I'm giving this child back to you, God. Hallelujah. God, 
I thank you for blessing me with the child, but I'm giving it to you because I understand and trust that you will take care of my child. And that's the reason why children are blessed today because she was such a giver. She took the very thing that she thought the most of and she offered it back to the Lord. That's something special. Most men don't know that. They don't understand it. They don't think of it. Very rarely do I have men come to me and say, we need you to bless our child. It happens every now and then. It's usually the woman that says, I got to get my baby Christian. I want hands laid on my baby. I want God in my baby's life. Sometimes us men, we don't think that far ahead. But the mom is already thinking about the molester's hand, thinking about the straight bullet. They're saying, God, I need you to step in and touch my child. Even though it's my child, I'm giving him to you because I need you to help me and do what I can't do. When my baby's away, when my baby get on the bus, when I drop my baby off at daycare, I sit in the car and pray that don't nobody mess with my baby. Sometimes the man will just drop the baby off, but a woman thinks different because she's a giver. And she says, I got, I got to have God on my baby's life. I got to have God somewhere. I need God touching my children. I, I need God making up the difference. And the reason why, because that baby lived on the inside of her. She's connected to that baby. And she wants that baby protected. It's something about the giving heart and the gracious heart of a generous mother and a generous woman. All right, let's add this thought to it. Often it's hard to outgive a woman. So many organizations, churches, schools, buildings, etc. are the result of giving women. You, you, you can take anything. You can take Salvation Army. You can take the Red Cross. You can take Deliverance Temple. You can go to any church and find out if it wasn't for the women giving, them places would have folded. Them organizations would have shut down. But women know how to get money, raise money, give money, keep things going. Women, good women are not stingy. They don't just want 2,000 Louis Vuitton purses. No, they want to make a difference in the land. And it's something, when you have women on your team, let me tell you something. I appreciate the men at Deliverance Temple, but if it wasn't for the women, this church would fold it up long time ago. The women make things tick. The women make things work. And I still have to say, wow, you are women of worth, and you use your worth to, bet, to bless and push things forward. And all I can say is, wow, and thank you. Wow, and we appreciate you. And I, I wish we could tell you more than just on Mother's Day because, like I said, it makes you, they make you feel like you don't do anything. And then still, in 2023, still many, in many places, your wages are not the same as the male counterpart, and you're doing the exact same thing. Y'all working the exact same thing, doing the exact same amount of work, and unless you have a union forcing it, sometimes your money is less. And I don't know why people are devaluing the women the way they are, but let me tell you something. All I can say is, wow, I appreciate you. I thank you because a world without women would be a messed up world. Amen. All right. Point number five. Willingness to mother others. Let's, let's go to John 19, 25. Standing near the cross were Jesus' mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clophas, and Mary Magdalene. Verse 26. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, he said to her, 
Dear woman, here is your son. Next verse. And he said to this disciple, here is your mother. And from then on, this disciple took her into his home. Many times when we preach the crucifixion, we talk about how God stopped or Jesus stopped to save the thief on the cross. Very rarely, because it's only brought up in John, do we think about he actually stopped on the cross to make sure his mama was taken care of. But not only that, he said, John, this is now your mama. And mama, John is now your son. Now, now it wasn't his biological, but and it wasn't by blood, but there's something about a mother. A mother can't stop mothering. A mother will mother others. And so here's the thought that I need to add to that. Often, there's a woman somewhere in your life who mothered you without having the same blood as you. There's a woman somewhere that looked out for you even though she wasn't your blood biological mama. Sometimes you bumped into an older co-worker and she looked out for you. When she brought in food, she made sure some food came to you. She hooked you up too. She took care of you, showed up at your stuff. There's women that know there's some, some kids at Ball State. I know your mama far away, so I'm coming and giving you a care package. There's women who have stepped in and mothered you, and when you grow up in the church, you get a whole bunch of mothers. You get mothers that sometimes if it wasn't for a mother hugging me, I would have folded. But a mother, one of them church mothers will put a hug on you. A church mother pull out some candy and stick it in your mouth and help you. Candy tastes like white diamonds and it don't make a difference. You happy to have it. You happy for the church mother just, just to hug you, to love on you. Nothing like having extra mamas in your life. Extra people to love on you and to take care of you and to treat you right and make you feel good. It's amazing. Brother, Brother Doug, I'll bring him up again. His mother done bought so many of my books, my second book. She keep coming and buying more books and telling people about my books. She's one of my biggest supporters, but she's just a mother and she's trying to help me out. It's something to have extra women in your life that will help your life get better. Now, some of these young women don't appreciate some of these older women. Now, I tell you, baby, your slip is hanging. Well, they ain't got to say it now because folk don't wear slips no more. But you, you ain't got to worry about that nowadays. But, but they tell you your, your, your cleavage is a little too low. Why is she always worried about me? Because she, she trying to help you out because you're going to try to get a job. And they're going to laugh at you when you walk out the door because you're not put together right. And the woman is trying to help you because she know better but... You don't want to hear it. You don't want to listen. Why these women in my business? They trying to mama you. And if you let them mama you, you'll go somewhere. And then maybe they tell you to take that bonnet off in the grocery store. And take them pajamas off at the airport. When you come out the house, you need to look presentable. Some, we need some good older women to get us straightened out and fix this crazy generation. Enough of that. Go on. Let me go on, Andre. Don't, don't preach too much about that, but that's why sometimes they can't find a man because they look like they've been through hell before they come outside. 
And you got a 65-year-old woman who could still pull a man trying to teach you something, but you don't want to listen to them because they old and foggy. But listen, they, 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 can, they can pull a man quicker than you can. All right, anyway, let me get off of that. Point number six, and this is the last point. Willingness to be an inspiration. No matter what they've been through, willingness. To be an inspiration. All right, let's let's look at 2 Timothy 1, 5. I remember your genuine faith. For you shared the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. So this is Paul talking about Timothy. And Timothy was a great man of God. But the truth of the matter is he didn't get his greatness, his spiritual prowess, he didn't get it from a man. It came from his mama and his grandma. Let's, let's read on verse 6. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. King James says, stir up the gift, Timothy. And then verse 7, this is a familiar scripture. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. All these things that Paul is instructing Timothy in, the truth of the matter is it all came from mama and grandma. Let's look at this last thought. This is how we're going to close. Often, our families would have no faith, no anointing, no power or no discipline if it wasn't for the women, the praying mothers and grandmothers in our lives. Now, people look at me and they'll talk about me and how I'm preaching. They say, I'm just like my daddy. That's true. But let me tell you something. I had a praying mama. I had a praying grandma. Some of these great people that you see, they had a praying mama somewhere. Yeah, I, I love men. I love dads. I love fathers. But we don't have the intuition that mamas have. My mama calls some stuff out that I didn't know how she knew. Where did she get that from? It was mother's intuition. Not only did she call it out, but she started praying about it and calling my name out. And I had a grandma who would pray for me and call my name out. And I'm so grateful for some praying women. I'm so grateful for some praying church mothers. I'm so grateful for some praying, praising preaching mamas and grandmas that'll put oil in your drawers, put oil in your socks, that'll pray over your laundry, that'll pray over your house, pray over your driveway, pray over your babies, changing diapers and rebuking the devil. Thank God for some praying women, some preaching women, some praising women. I'm so grateful for the women of God that makes us who we are. You tell me any major powerful man or woman, you could trace them back to some powerful woman in their life. 
Moses, yes, he helped lead the people out of Israel, but if it wasn't for Moses' mama protecting him and sending him down the Nile River, he never would have grew up in Pharaoh's house. If it wasn't for Mary, the mother of Jesus, saying that, hey, they were running out of wine, we wouldn't have known Jesus could turn water into wine. I could go all throughout the scripture and tell you about all the amazing women in the scripture that made us who we are, but I want to close. I don't want to leave you here too long. So all I'll just say it this way, thank God for the women. Amen. So I'll say it one more time as we close. Wow. Women of worth. You guys are worth it. You're worthy. Not just today. I'm taking it today to give you a little extra, but not just today. Every day you're worth it, and we can't do what we do without you. Amen. And I didn't want to just talk about mothers only. I want to talk about women, so that's why I did it that way. But let's bow our heads and let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father God, I thank you for the women that are part of Deliverance Temple. Thank you for what they mean. Thank you for the ones that check on me and pray for me. Thank you for the ones who pray for the ministry, that pray for each other. Thank you for the encouraging women, the cunning women, the moaning women, the travailing women, the women that make up this ministry and beyond the women who may belong to other ministries and go other places. God, we just thank you for them and all these mothers because they are amazing and they're making a difference. And God, we pray that this is the season that somebody would reciprocate all they've given out and someone will reciprocate and not just on Mother's Day, someone will find a way to make them feel special every week for the rest of their life. God, let them know how special they are and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's rise to our feet. God bless you. Have a superb week. And once again, happy Mother's Day to you. You are dismissed. We love you and God bless you.